last week, uh, but I'm, I've been traveling a lot because of this process of uh, collecting signatures for registering our party with the Central Election Commission uh, for the election in 2022, general election, and um, we traveled a lot. Traveled um, in Lassen, it's Tuzla, Breder, Kozarats, Banja Luka, no, not Breder, Kozarats, Banja Luka, Bihać, Visok, Kakain, Zenica, Sarajevo, many places, uh, and many cities and places that I haven't mentioned. Um, people thought that um, our presence in the street, uh, when I say ours, it's often uh, me and the vice president, uh, Arif, Mr. Arif, uh, Mr. Yusuf, I'm sorry, Mr. Yusuf Arif who is the candidate for uh, in fact, vice presidency of Republika Srpska. Uh, and um, it has been uh, because it often the day would end uh, past midnight, and often we would have to get up at four and start five or whatever o'clock to make sure that we visit those places. What we needed to do was collect at least 5,000 signatures for the candidacy for presidency of Bosnia and Herzegovina and 5,000 at least signatures, valid signatures uh, for all other levels of government. And basically, if you apply 5,000 for the parliamentary assembly, which is really like the US Congress for Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, and that level, when you registered for that level, then you are registered for all other levels, the entity, canton, and so on. Um, and when I say valid signatures, it means that the person who signs has to provide uh, valid documents like the ID uh, and the national identifying number and that the person has been registered for voting and that the person didn't sign a similar mm. uh, list or similar paper anywhere else for any other party. And therefore you need to um, collect more than 5,000 just to be on the safe side should somebody uh, make, should somebody uh, make a mistake or have made a mistake and then sign something else. Uh, we, uh, in the end, it was actually very good. It was actually very good that we had that opportunity to meet with the citizens of this country and so many people in the streets, because we had the chance to see the level of support that we have this idea that we are representing. Um, and that 
that was encouraging, very encouraging. That level of um, desire to to see something else on the ballot, not uh, faces that have been dominating the political scene in Bosnia and Herzegovina. We collected, in the end, um, the total of more than 10,500 signatures, and there are probably more that are coming in in the central uh, office. However, we had to submit submit uh, what we had thus far uh, to the uh, Central Election Commission for them to do the uh, initial verification of our documentation. Oh, there's a lot of paperwork that we uh, have no outstanding debts to anybody else, that um, the, the document of registration of the party itself. Uh, 20,000 K, K, KMs, convertible marks, for the level of presidency and the 25,000 convertible marks, KMs, for uh, the national parliament and the levels below. And that's about $17,000 for each, about dollars $35,000 we had to collect and we did and, and deposit that to the account of the Central Election Committee from this sub-account or account within our organization that was devoted to that purpose only. And we had to prove that that account had zero KMs prior to that, and that all the money was just for that purpose. It's amazing how many laws and regulations uh, Bosnia had to go to has, uh, given the amount of corruption that we have and protection that the political elites enjoy. How can it possibly be? I think we have more laws than anybody else that are designed to prevent corruption, yet we are at the top, probably, or close to the top of the countries with the index of corruption. Um, anyway, we submitted that, so at least preliminary, um, you know, they, they, those clerks verify that you have everything. Uh, but then later on, they double check. They actually go through the, they take a sample of the signatures you provided and make sure that those didn't show up on some other party lists and that they are in fact registered for vote. And if that, uh, the mistakes they find in that um, uh, sample are within the reasonable uh, limit and we provided extra signatures you already covered with that, then they verify you for the election in 2022. So we submitted preliminary, uh, we submitted our application. Preliminary review found that we have all that is necessary, but they will double check everything, anything, including the signatures we submitted. Uh, and then, well, then they verify you for the levels for which you actually qualified. And we, we did, as I said, submitted the application for all levels. On another note, the, um, there was some really substantive major developments, and that is that um, the three major 
they call themselves opposition parties, but they're really not opposition because they are somewhere positioned, like the canton area with the biggest canton, they are running the canton. But the non-nationalist party, let's call them that way, the, the three of them, uh, and they call themselves the three, in the end um, agreed uh, to have one candidate for themselves. Um, and they didn't want to consider, at some point I was hoping that they would look at uh, my candidacy as something that they would back because um, uh, because of the fact that a lot of them, a lot of people associated with those parties and other people basically claimed that I was the best candidate. However, they clearly thought that endorsing me would uh, somehow uh, lower their chances for um, capturing parliamentary seats and didn't want to bring any kind of uh, spotlight on me or my candidacy and therefore they were looking just within their own ranks. Um, that's why it took so long because they couldn't agree which one of the three should have that privilege of having the candidate for all three. But in the end, they um, in the end they um, uh, zeroed in on one candidate, and then they who uh, basically was reluctant because the last time when I ran in eighteen, he ran as well. He was the second one uh, because he lost. He didn't want to go through that again. But they somehow convinced him that uh, he was the only one who can, because of that good showing the last time, that he was the one who could fight the. After nationalists, um, um, they probably just to make sure they, um, and whether it's on his assistance or insistence or whatever, they talked to many parties trying to endorse that candidate. Some of them actually did it, uh, getting to the point where they are, um, a, they could assure him that his win is uh, almost certain. Uh, which helped him decide that, yeah, he's going to throw his uh, candidacy in, in the hat. Uh, that is going to be officially um, sealed or officially confirmed at the meeting of the president uh, of the governing committee of the Social Democratic Party, because that's a member from the Social Democratic Party. And at that point, um, then they're going to have a press conference at two o'clock that uh, where he will speak about his program as well, or just um, address the media. And those parties that actually can uh, support the candidacy will, the heads of those parties will speak as well. Um, of course, there were some conversations uh, with us as well about our position with that, that candidate and uh, we basically said we are willing to talk about anything that's really good for Bosnia-Herzegovina but um, we need to make sure that we talk about the, the program to go and how to accomplish it and how that particular candidacy would help and whether there are other candidacy. We, we are willing to talk about one um, the candidate, and we will stand behind the candidate, but we would prefer to have the, the goal, the target, the program, and then see who, who is the best person is, and if that's somebody else and has the better chance of willing than me, in this particular case, and myself, then of course uh, we'll support the candidate. That conversation didn't happen, it was 
the conversations were all about uh, we need to get behind this kind of so we'll we'll see that it, what it means uh, for us. It, it's clear that um, that candidate um, has the best chance of uh, winning because um, he is endorsed by uh, those parties, the nationalist parties. Uh, we have to figure out um, the campaign, the strategy, the goals. For the, the the goals for uh, the coalition that uh, I am part of and the platform for progress is part of, uh, we need to understand um, what is the best way to continue fighting for the change that we truly believe in, that is substantive, that is real, that is true, because the candidate that uh, they actually proposed and uh, pushed for is 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 somebody who's been in the politics for 20 years who has been part of the the whole mess that we are in right now uh, who has always um, had um, a rather populist approach and there might be a div further divisive or divisive person in the, in the future. Um, not sure really he's the right one. And certainly not the kind of uh, the change we wanted. But um, the only thing we need to do is figure out uh, what is the best way to continue fighting for the real change. Um, it's something that's ahead of us. Not only for Platform for Progress, our coalition partners, or myself, but also uh, um, for the country as a whole, because we don't think with this policy as usual, uh, Bosnia Herzegovina, Bosnia and Herzegovina will reach that um, place that it where it should be in order to prosper. There are other conversations with a um, couple other parties, um, mid-size, I would say, to mid-size to larger, that are thinking about uh, joining a coalition and or uh, going with us, the coalition or the platform for progress, uh, on a joint list in some of the cantons. So we need to... Um, focus on these uh, election races at various levels, from the state to entities to cantons. And there are so many conversations that we will have to have with uh, various parties to understand how that can be done. Um, uh, these choices that are being made and have been made at the level of the presidency, even though the presidency itself is not powerful as a, as a role, are still somehow color and influence all other races. Um, all of those parties that are supporting that one candidate for presidency will have their own list and they will be competing uh, against each other at various levels of government. That is uh, definitely the case. But at least uh, initially, 
uh, a lot will um, ride on that one one race. It is going to be, and everybody expects to be probably the dirtiest ever, and it's going to be mostly really watched carefully because it is going to be um, both subsidized financially heavily but also will be very very negative and in that sense it's not something that is pleasant to watch and participate in but we'll see what the future holds uh, we will have uh, probably on uh, tomorrow we'll probably have um, a joint meeting of the presidency a platform for progress and the coalition to to think about uh, the best strategy uh, forward. Um, I am currently in Switzerland. I came here together with our vice president, uh, Mr. Yusuf Arafagic, who is also, as I have already said, a candidate for the, in fact, well, um, legally for presidency of Republika Srpska or pro president, there's only one of Republika Srpska, but because he's not a Serb, um, the, as he can only get to the level of vice president, which is then reserved for a Bosniak and a Croat in Republika Srpska with two vice presidents. Uh, we are here uh, to. Um, really motivate people to vote, not to promote ourselves or Platform for Progress or our coalition, but simply to encourage people to vote because there is about um, 900,000 or close to a million votes in diaspora and only uh, 7-8-9% of those religious vote and we need to increase that whoever they want to vote for, just to get engaged, because the country needs their expertise, their opinions, in order to get to a better place. Um, we'll be here through Sunday. We have a total of uh, four uh, town hall meetings. Today, uh, we have one in, in, about an hour, in about a couple of hours. Uh, right now here it's about 5 p.m. so it's at 7 p.m. today we visited a couple of um, not a couple actually three um, business um, men and women uh, today three different businesses owned by people from Bosnia and Herzegovina in Lugano or around Lugano here in Switzerland and then we'll move on to other places and it is always good to see a vibrant um, communities of Bosnians and Herzegovinians in, in uh, different countries, different countries in the world, including um, Switzerland. They are uh, doing well. We also visit societies or, or religious organizations and talk to those people to the extent, as well to the extent that they want to talk to us. Um, never ever again talking about, uh, we never talk about the Platform for Progress or the Coalition, only the, the state the country is in and their need for them to get engaged in getting the country on a better track. That's it for my report for today.
That's a lot. Um, in terms of the, help me understand and maybe elaborate a little more, the, the three opposition parties that have come forward, they'll have one candidate themselves. Yeah, one, yeah. yeah. and how is, how is that going to impact what the coalition is doing? Or are you kind of evaluating that right now in terms of moving forward? Is it, is it a semi-blow or something to your efforts or what? Well, uh, it is, uh, we are evaluating that in the context of uh, uh, what it means politically for us. We knew all along that we would need uh, their support in order to, to win. And uh, that could have happened if they had thought about the country first and not, not their only political opinion, not their, only, not their own their own political party. That didn't happen. So basically that puts us in the perspective of uh, fighting for this set of ideas just to um, be present in the political discourse and hoping over time that those ideas will actually, the acceptance of those ideas will grow and through that changing the um, political landscape. Also, um, having a candidate at the highest level is, is important for every party because that it draws people to the ballot, to the voting places, and then, then they um, they vote for, if they vote for you, they will hopefully vote for uh, the rest of your list as well, uh, for other uh, positions. Uh, not having that candidate is then uh, then puts the, the the whole list in a, in a different perspective. So we have to figure out. Um, yeah, it definitely changes um, our position. Uh, it changes the uh, certainty of uh, uh, a certain uh, the outcome we were hoping for. And uh, it's um, going to influence our strategy going forward. And we need to sit down and talk about it realistically uh, in terms of what is the best way to proceed to fight for the set of ideas that, and beliefs that we hold important. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I won't. I could ask more. I mean, it just seems like it's kind of put a roadblock in terms of what you're trying to do, I guess. Oh, it definitely puts a roadblock. And um, no, it wasn't unexpected. It was expected since December that when we announced the candidacy and the fact that those three parties never talked to us about. Uh, the future, their options, and the possibility of them supporting. We knew that it wasn't going to happen, but um, uh, what surprised everything that was happening since then uh, basically has changed the political landscape, including the fact that uh, the situation in the country is polarized even more now. Uh, the Ukraine war happened, and that uh, that brought up 
even greater level of polarization within the country, those who are supporting the Russians and those who are supporting the Ukrainians and what it means for us, and which, which basically tipped uh, the scale toward nationalists even further, because that's the territory they, they live on. Um, hatred for somebody and uh, protection from somebody, fear from somebody else. Um, there's no discussion for well-being, for economy, for a standard of living in such situations. And, and that's where we live. Uh, that's basically uh, emboldened the, those three parties to look among themselves for a candidate, a candidate that will um, be a good one for that kind of fight, who's also a populist, who is also somebody who is uh, divisive, as I've said in his comments. And um, that, as I've said, is not our territory. So basically, it is almost as if we are uh, ahead of our time. For uh, we, we are talking about uh, politics for a normal country, and this ain't one. Um, and we cannot play that game, then that's not who we are, that's not the reason why we started whole, this whole thing. Uh, so definitely put a big roadblock for us. And, um, and perhaps there's always a light in the end of the tunnel, there is always a reason for everything. Perhaps um, this will force us to really look into ourselves deeply and decide whether we want to be a true movement, a group of people who will, regardless of the cost and how long it takes, uh, stand behind a certain set of ideas and uh, push that until it's the right time for those ideas. Or do we want to become a party that just wants to assume the power no matter what and how, and then try to establish certain principles? Um, we haven't played uh, that second game thus far. We were truly true to ourselves. And if that's the choice that we make to continue the path, then uh, that means that we will have to on a personal level, make decisions about who are those people who truly, truly, truly live our principles, define immediately the goal for the quality rather than quantity ever, and build that base slowly, one at a time, one person at a time, and convey the message to everybody that that's who we are. Uh, the other game is really political dealings, negotiations, accept anybody and everybody just to be there so you can count the numbers and say we are important, we are big. And it's not the game that we're comfortable with, uh, nor I think we should. Uh, but that's the pragm pragmatism, looking at the reality of the situation today. That's kind of politics that's winning. So perhaps it's going to help us to find our true nature, find our true population and stick with it and um, you know just like the Greens in, in let's say Germany who have been very steady and started small but were persistent in, in their set of beliefs in the end the population got to know them and trust them enough now that they are 
part of the leading coalition that formed the government in in Germany. So perhaps long term, perhaps it's a setback, short term, and uh, and blessing in disguise in the long term. We'll see. How difficult? I mean, assuming you continue campaigning and doing well, technically not campaigning yet, but continue down the road with your candidacy and you know, how tough is that for a mindset given the current circumstances knowing what the reality might be but continuing down that road well um, it would not be easy definitely um, the problem is uh, exacerbated by the fact that people will uh, those who don't mean uh, will misinterpret and say, oh, you're just trying to help the nationalists because if you stay in this process, you're taking votes away from those non-nationalists who are trying to fight the nationalists and therefore you're probably working with them or they're on their payroll and so on. That's what they've been uh, talking about me all along because of my 2018 campaign where uh, the second place person, the one who is going to be now again the candidate for the for the uh, this large larger coalition of parties on the opposition so-called opposition side. Um, I think he won. He lost by let's say twenty thousand votes, and I got sixty thousand, close to sixty thousand, so fifty-seven thousand total votes. So many people blame me for his loss because they said I took the votes not from the nationalists but from this the other side. Um, so I'm afraid that they're going to do the same thing, uh, say that now as well and I need to certainly uh, be worried about those interpretations so that we don't get punished as a party on, on a different on other levels of of our uh, candidate lists, like the National Parliament, Entity Parliament, Cantonal Assemblies, and so on. Um, there's a lot for me to think about. And I have indicated in the past that, that I am um, not here to divide the picture. And I, if there's a better candidate, I'll, I'll uh, get behind the candidate and push for it. And if there is a... And we actually try to get all these parties to get together and coordinate their efforts. So um, when I was in the States last month, I basically said, uh, yes, I um, mentioned uh, to the university, <coughs> excuse me, I submitted the application for the leave of absence in order for the fall in order to be able to run. But it's not certain until we submit the name, the list with the names, which happens, um, the deadline is July 4th. Right now, you just register that you can provide a list for various levels. And then the next step is July 4th, when you actually submit the list of candidacy. And that's, for me, the decision time, the, the time set for this decision, uh, how to proceed with this whole effort. And my uh, That thinking will be influenced by Clearly, people I talk to, um, talk to our supporters, um, people in the street, 
um, experts my impression of uh, of what it what is the best for the country and uh, will make the right choice, not with respect to what I like to do or what I what's good for me personally, um, but what is the best for the country. So we have time to think about uh, what to do, and I'm sure we're going to make the, the best decision. And I just want to make sure that uh, the country will be better off because of the decision. Goodness. <laughs> I do not envy you, my friend. Gee. I have to tell you, it's... Um, you know what is hard. You, you... You really have no personal gain in this. You have this, these, these ideals and um, the sense of higher cause. Uh, you're not being understood as such. People who are cynics um, and those who are on the payroll of other parties will actually try to portray you in a different light. You are, um, you are in a society that is known for um, punishing those with the best intentions. And then you go through that almost on a daily basis, and at the same time, on the one on the one level, you have that uh, sense of disappointment that that is so. But on the other hand, you have to go through the day as if nothing is happening, as like now when I'm here in Switzerland meeting with people, uh, talking to them, giving talks, pretending everything is fine and, and um, while at the same time feeling the heavy burden on your shoulders. At the same time you know that they also know the situation. They all read the news and so on and they know that um, the positions of everybody, everybody, uh, are changing uh, on a daily basis. Nobody knows, nobody can predict the future. But that, that discrepancy between the inner life and inner feeling and the external life and the obligations and duties, it, uh, the difference is so large that and um, and getting larger and heavier, and it's not easy to carry. But I guess that's that's why they say that the God, God gives you and gives to every person the burden he or she can carry, and then you just hope that. You are the one who can carry it. It is part of the challenge and the reason why you do it. You cannot ever expect that everything is going to be smooth, no matter what. Now, of course, there are things you never expected to happen, but then 
you realize through all of this actually how naive well-meaning people are when they embark on on some tough uh, roads and journeys facing facing some challenging tasks and that it is it is always the, the bad guys who are better equipped and the hope is um, that the purity of your intentions will give you the strength to stay on the course because if you truly believe in something, uh, no matter what gets thrown your way, is actually going to sway away from it. So you just have to uh, trust in that that motivated you to start and continue on the journey and then start the journey, and that should keep you going regardless of what you see along the along the along the way.